let me just talk about the idea that I had going into this year is that like, so I have all these games and stuff like that. And, you know, I always think back like, oh man, I really want to have like my year of Zelda or my year of Pokemon or something like that. But if I'm going to do it, I want to actually find a way to commit, play these games and really like experience them. And so the best way I thought was actually sitting down and like, you know, in this case, starting with Pokemon Red and Blue and then recording my thoughts. And uh, so like going through this, I am personally going to intend to like go through the game, write down like some like thoughts that I have while playing it, kind of experience it fully, take my time with it. Um, and then I reached out to you guys because I thought what better, the best way to do this then is to have someone doing it with you who will also be experiencing the game and we can talk about our thoughts and experiences since uh, everyone's Pokemon game is completely different. So that was my idea for this project. And I'm thinking of just starting with generation one. And if this is fun and we would like to continue, we can keep going down the generations, but just kind of keep it simple. Thank you, Chris. Uh, Where should we get started? Let's just start with what's our experiences with the first generation of Pokemon uh, the Kanto region, uh, Pokemon Red and Blue. Uh, Dustin, actually, I want you to start on this one. You're a little older than us, so you might have uh, better memories with Gen 1. I remember, like, at least Pokemon Yellow was my very first game. And I got it from one of our older cousins who gave it to us. And that was, like, I was a kid, obviously, and I wrote my name on the actual, like, disc itself before playing it. And at least... Even though Pokemon Yellow is my first game, mostly I don't have that many fond memories. It wasn't really until Ruby and Sapphire came out that I really started enjoying Pokemon. So I don't have too many fond memories of Pokemon Yellow back in the day. Have you ever played, like, base Red and Blue or no? No, I have not. I've only played Yellow. Oh, wow. It almost makes me feel like you should just jump into Red or Blue then. <laughs> no, no. We already selected Game of Silence. You're the wild card, Dustin. You are welcome to, to switch it up if you'd like. <laughs> it's all good. I gotta balance the scales. Anyways, this is a good chance to go for Game of Silence, which, Chris, you're gonna be playing Pokemon Blue, Sean will be playing Pokemon Red, and I will be playing Pokemon Yellow. Should we go over our memories next? Were you like like a big Pokemon fan in that early Pokemon mania where like every single person was like playing it on the playground or no? Yes, of course. Again, like at least from my memory was once when I got like Ruby was when I actually started playing against other people. And on the playgrounds, you said we'd like go to school and like trade things, um, trade Pokemon and actually do battles. I don't remember how good I was back in the day, but... I do remember it was, like, it was a big thing, like, some kids would, like, steal other people's Pokemon, like, the game, the cartridge, and, like, it'd be this whole thing, the whole school would have to try and find it. Oh, so, God. Yeah, that was, like, it was very much a Pokemon school back in the day. Sean, if only we could have been just a little bit older, so we could have really got the heart of that, like, Gen 1 Pokemon craze. Yeah, I mean, well, at least my school is kind of like that for, like, Gen 3 and 4. How about yours, Chris? The uh, kids in your school play Pokemon a lot? Yes. I also have to say that it was probably Gen 3 that got me into it. Without getting into too much detail, because it's going to talk more about Gen 3, like, my introduction to Pokemon is, like, uh, my sister... And my sister and I got a Game Boy Advance when I was in first grade. She must have been in fifth. And 
So that would have been around 2003. So we got, she got Pokemon Sapphire. I got like Yoshi's Island. And my sister had always wanted the Pokemon games. Like we had the VHSs and the anime. Um, she was growing up in the prime time for red, blue, gold, silver. My parents never got it for her. She finally got Sapphire. So my household never had red or blue. I do remember at some point going to a friend's house and like my friend's older brother had Pokemon Blue. So I played it for the first time and I was like, whoa, this is so novel and cool. But didn't really have I didn't actually own the games myself until probably uh, until probably late middle school when I started game collecting. But, you know, there's Fire Red and Leaf Green, which came out probably, Sean, when we were, oh gosh, second or third graders. And I I bought both of them and played them both to death, played a bunch of them. Like, I would almost argue that I played more Fire Red and Leaf Green than Ruby and Sapphire, which is kind of embarrassing. Wow. So have you then, before we get into this, have you ever played the Pokemon Blue before? Uh, I have, yes. Wow. Whether it's red or blue. I, I played through the first gen games, I think, twice. The last time being... Um, I have a 25th anniversary 3DS that came with like a download code for red and blue. And so I played, I probably played through red when that was in 2016. But so I think I've, I think I've played through the first gen twice. It's, it's quite janky. It's really fun. It's different. But yes. Yeah, so Sean, like your experiences with, uh, with gen one and Kanto. Well, so I'll just um, start that I'm probably, I was always just the biggest Pokemon fan. Dustin could attest to it. I had like all the Pokemon pillows growing up, all the um, Pokemon merchandise. I just loved it. And um, my first experience is similar to Dustin, that it was our older cousin had Pokemon Yellow. But I just specifically remember that I was so young that I didn't know how to read yet, so I had to ask him how to save and how to like buy items and stuff because I just didn't know how to do it, but I loved it so much. And so, yeah, I think he gave us his Pokemon Yellow and then I wanted it so much because I think Dustin had that one that I got. Um, I convinced my parents to get Well, I know we had two Pokemon Yellows, but so I've never played Pokemon Blue or Red before, just Yellow, and I don't think I was so young, I don't think I ever completed it. Did you also pick up, like, Fire Red and Leaf Green when they were coming out? Oh, yes. I was, um, like Dustin said, around Gen 3, I think Pokemon um, Ruby and Sapphire was what really got me in. But then Fire Red was a lot of fun. But then I also remember, so, Chris, didn't, didn't I give you, I had the Pokemon 64 Stadium, um, what is it, the, the Nintendo 64, right? Didn't I give that to you? Yeah, I have it. Yeah, so I remember I had that with Pokemon um, Stadium, and that, or the, um, was it the battle one? Is it Stadium? Is that the, or Showdown? Or what is it called, Chris? Yeah, yeah, Pokemon Stadium. That's the battling one. So I had Pokemon Stadium. I remember I played that all the time. So I used to, and you got the, um, the Pikachu that I learned sur- Surf on your Pokemon Yellow with that. So that I remember doing that. So <laughs> yeah, I mean, how, how to get Surfing Pikachu in Pokemon. Let's see. Let's do stadium. stadium. How do you do? Oh my gosh, this is like an FAQ that was probably written like forever ago. <laughs> and I did it. I remember doing this. <laughs> I even lost. This isn't easy, but you can losing battle numbers and winning a surfing. So you have to like beat like a master battle for you will need to battle your way up to R two prime cup master. Wow. So it seems like you actually like really need to be good at this. And select your Pikachu and five other Pokemon from your yellow cartridge from your team. So this is possible. We could do this. I just need a transfer pack. And then we, I do, I have like a Pokemon yellow cartridge. I have no idea if it's completed or not. Well, then that's why Dustin should put on an actual cartridge. 
We have okay. So you said you had yellow. What happened to your yellow? I have no idea. Dustin, do you know? It's somewhere in our parents' home attic. I have no idea. <laughs> I was looking in the attic earlier, just before um, I came back home from Christmas, and I mean, I just found some like really old like Kirby games and like stuff like that, but nothing. I see any Pokemon stuff, but they might be gone, long gone. Uh, they're MIA right now. But so it sounds like Chris has played Pokemon Red and Blue Yellow multiple times. But so I never completed Pokemon Yellow because I was too young. Sounds like Dustin never completed it either. So Chris knows Gen 1 much more than we do. Definitely. I've only, I mean, the most experience was Let's Go Pikachu. <laughs> uh, that feels like Gen 1 with how much stripped down the gameplay is. But <laughs> um, yeah, no, Gen 1 is just. It's really hard to play if I have to like summarize it just because it's so slow. There's no running shoes, slow battle animations, no physical special split. Um, there's unbalancing issues everywhere. Like, it will, like we'll talk about this when we get into the game, but like Psychic is weak to practically nothing. There's only Nikita's yelling at our cat, I think. There's um, uh, what Dragon type has one move that has like a fa I think this is Dragon Rage, which does 40 HP. So there's no like stab you can get from Dragon Rage. I mean, it's just everything is just so weird. Uh, oh, I guess I, I also had on section two, just the anime. Did you guys watch the first season of the Pokemon anime? Yes, I remember watching it, Dustin. I mean, I do remember that first episode. Clearly, but I forget like all the other episodes that are after it. But I do remember we used to watch that every weekend when it came out. Any of those classic VHSs with like the red signs? I think we had some VHSs for the movies. I no, I remember originally having a couple of those, but I remember I broke them. So, <laughs> but we definitely had some of those. I remember that because I loved it so much. I had so much Pokemon stuff. <laughs> I think the whole first season is on Netflix now. So if you're ever playing through a gym leader and you'd love to see the gym battle of, you know, of the anime that you just did, uh, you can totally do that. And Sean, you mentioning that there's the manga, which I have never read. Uh, I do. I knew it existed, but I know nothing about it. I was going to say, because I do remember reading it, it was pretty, it's, it's much closer, a uh, closer adaptation of the games than the anime ever was, because, you know, there's no Ash, it's actually focused on, like, red and green, and there's a blue character, and I was pretty, it's just, it is much more mature than the Pokemon you're expecting, because, like, Pokemon die and stuff like that, so it's different in that aspect. And, like, to follow up on that, it also... It really does follow the games closely because when like Silver and Gold came out, they actually like transitioned to like a new character, new main character, away from like Red and Blue. So like each time a new game came out, it would also transition. So Dustin, have you read any of these uh, any of these mangas? I did. I only read probably like so the first major arc, which was Red and Blue, and then I started reading the second one when it started going to Silver and Gold. But then that's where I stopped. Because there's like more than 300 chapters, I want to say. Oh gosh, <laughs> it's a it's a fun read. I know they sell them at the at the store, uh, the the Japanese grocery store off Saratoga Avenue. They have the bookstore. I think they sell them over there. I'd have to pick one up. I'm kind of curious now. Definitely, I yeah, especially just like media that's related to the first generation of Pokemon that I don't know. You know, it's like that has to be one of the like last things that is out there that I'm like completely unfamiliar with. 
Any other things you guys want to talk about? Any stories before we jump into the rules and procedures? Nope, I think I'm good here. Yeah, let's jump in, Chris. I actually need you to sing the whole uh, the <laughs> first season theme song. Yeah, you have to do the Pokemon rap then. <laughs> That's the hard part. <laughs> Uh, okay, rules and procedures. I, red and blue is super simple. There's nothing much to the game. I mean, you have to beat all eight gym leaders, you beat the Elite Four, and the only post-game material is Mewtwo. So uh, and you can catch Mewtwo as soon as you beat the Elite Four in red and blue. Yeah, in Fire Red and Leaf Green, they have that whole Sevi Island quest, and you have to do a bunch of other things. In red and blue, it is simply once you beat the Elite Four, you can... Catch Mewtwo, it is still level 70 and really difficult in Cerulean Cave. But that, that's all we pretty much have to do to consider this game completed. I didn't think it was necessary to go through and complete the Pokedex or do anything crazy like that. So does that, that sound fair to everyone? Just those couple steps there? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. That'd be quite a while if we had to catch all the Pokemon. Yeah, <laughs> like we can definitely we can definitely like catch a bunch of them and do what we need to do. But yeah, no glitches during initial playthrough. And I said missing missing no glitch allowed after game is completed, just because I know there's a bunch of random glitches you can do. Like you can get Mew ahead of time, which is kind of OP. You can do if you do like the missing no glitch, I think it corrupts your bag so you can get potentially like 99 rare candies. Like there's ways to break Gen 1 pretty easily. So uh, ideally, we don't do that, just to make it a little bit more faithful. No speed up or emulator quality of life improvements allowed. That's the only rules I thought, or like Sean added... Added a couple things. We brought it, yeah, we have some like challenges down there, so I guess we can... We'll get to that later. Game differences are also pretty minor in Pokemon Red and Blue. The ex exclusive Pokemon to Red are Ekans, Arbok, Oddish, Gloom, Violet Blue, Mankey, Primate, Growlithe, Arcanine, Scyther, and Electabuzz. Blue has Sandshrew, Sandslash, Vulpix, Ninetales, Meowth, Persian, Bellsprout, Weeping Bell, Victory Bell, Magmar, and Pinsir. I don't know the yellow exclusives off the top of my head. I think they're similar to the red. Pokemon not in I'm sure it's weird. Oh, so you can't get the Weedle line, the Ekans line. Can't get Raichu, whoa. Because <laughs> you can only get one Pikachu and you can't evolve it. Meowth, Coughing, Jinx, Electabuzz, Magmar, and obviously Mew. So, yeah, Mew's not obtainable. I think you guys are aware, but Mew's not obtainable by any legit means. The only way to get it is through glitching. Uh, yeah, okay, interesting. They don't know what, there's no Weedle in the game. That's the weirdest one, I think. Okay, so th that's literally all the differences. The game, oh, well, okay, there's the game corner. It's a little different. You can see the Pokemon here. Red has these Pokemon at these prices and levels. Blue has these Pokemon here. I mean, it's pretty much the same. I would say the biggest difference is if you want a Porygon, I think this is the only place you can get one. So it is significantly easier to get a Porygon from the game corner in Pokemon Blue because it's only 65,000 coins instead of 999,000. The levels are a little different. Uh, like it's 18 in blue versus 26 in red. Easiest way to get a Dratina, Dratini as well is through the game corner. Uh, I think otherwise you have to, I think you have to fish in kind of certain areas or I don't think it's just the safari zone, but I'd have to double check that as well. 
Yeah, uh, that's the only game differences. I mean, no plot differences. There's no exclu- This is the only game that doesn't have legendary Pokemon that are not integral to the story or region exclusive. So uh, red and blue keep it pretty simple. All right, let's go through these Gen 1 differences. So Psychic type is only weak to bug in this game. And Ghost types are completely ineffective against Psychic. So I think what is in the newer games... It's, uh, Ghost is super effective against Psychic, and it's like completely ineffective in this one. One of the biggest things, special stat is combined. Instead of having special defense and special attack, you just have one special stat. So therefore, if you have a Pokemon with a strong special stat, it is generally pretty OP because it can both attack with special and defend pretty easily. Critical hit ratios were based on Pokemon speed, allowing for faster Pokemon to deal critical hits more frequently. One-hit knockout moves were also based on speed, making them useless if the user was slower than the target. I want to say that one actually lasted through like Gen 2 or 3. No physical special split. So the physical types are normal, fighting, flying, poison, ground, rock, bug. The special types are fire, water, grass, electric, psychic, ice, dragon. Pokemon bags have limits. This is quite frustrating in Gen 1. You can only pick up so many items before you need to start depositing them in the PC, like other RPGs. Same thing with PC boxes. So if you have a PC box selected during the game, like box number one, once you fill that up, you need to go to a PC, change it to box two, and then you can catch more Pokemon. Wow, that's crazy. Very stupid. <laughs> that's that's why Gen 1 is just so wonky. Um Focus Energy and Dire Hit uh, are completely useless because they're supposed to multiply your critical hit chance by four. Instead, it divides it by four, so you actually have way less of a chance. Uh, Hyper Beam, if Hyper Beam knocks out a Pokemon or destroys a substitute, the user does not need to recharge. So this is actually important if you guys want to pick up like a Tauros or a Snorlax that knows Hyper Beam, you'll get stabbed from it. And if the Pokemon faints while you kill it, you don't have to take a turn to recharge, so it also can be a pretty OP move. Although rest removes status conditions, it will not alleviate the stat debuffs caused by burn or paralysis, so you will still continue the rest of the game. I believe paralysis halves, halves your speed and burn halves your attack. Those will not go away, so if you're, if you're playing the game and someone paralyzes you and you heal it and you're confused what the hell happened, that's what happened. Okay, I didn't know that. That's crazy. <laughs> With the exception of Swift, every attack has a 1 in 256 chance of missing. That's just a code issue where I believe it's rolling between the numbers 1 and 255 for accuracy. But if you hit 255 or something, then it just misses. So every single move has a chance of missing except Swift. Waking up from sleep takes a full turn. It is really annoying. But once you wake up, you still don't get to attack that turn. In-game opponents have infinite PP, so if you're trying to get them to struggle, that will not happen. And this one's also annoying. Wrap, Bind, Fire Spin, and Clamp immobilize the target for two to five turns as a side effect. If a Pokemon that used one of these moves is switched out, the target would still be considered trapped during that turn. So essentially what happens in these ones is also you can't attack during while you're wrapped or Fire Spin or anything like that. So if your opponent uses Fire Spin on you, you're, you you are just stuck until it's over. So there is potential for them to like really take advantage of that and keep using fire spin over and over again to make it so you can't attack. So you're telling me that one of like the worst modern day Pokemon moves is extremely OP in the beginning. Yes. <laughs> or I think some of the early Pokemon have rap as well. So that's you'll notice that it'll be like really annoying. It'll be like, oh, the Pokemon is wrapped up or something. And then your turn just ends. Wow. 
That is all of the Gen 1 differences that I was able to find. I, w- I just went through Bulbapedia and also just thought a little bit off the top of my head, but keep in mind of these while you're playing and feel free to refer back to these guidelines here just so you know you just remember what's happening during the game because Gen 1 definitely is different than all the rest of them, even Gen 2. All right. Well, then um, I thought of some challenges just to make it fun we don't have to do all of them but just suggestions to you know make it a little exciting because because when we first played these we were children but we're not children anymore we're men (laughs) exactly so let's make it a little fun you know so first and foremost i think i i suggested that we cannot use the same starter pokemon because you know we each have three have a game so each three of us decide which starter we want and go forward and see how that affects the rest of our game i think dustin is locked into pikachu yep i'm lucky there (laughs) so then chris is between you and me which i was just looking at like the first couple routes and like for Pokemon Red, starting off with Charmander is like almost impossible to beat Brock without like some cheese. It is. It's very hard. Yeah. And even Gen- or the second gym leader doesn't give you any help there because it's a water type gym. I'll give you first dibs. You're playing Pokemon Red. Do you want to start with Charmander or do you want to go? Uh, do you want to go the easy route with one of the other two? I really don't want to go Charmander because I feel like I'm just gonna be really annoyed in the beginning and not enjoy it. Yeah, I- I'm trying to think what can i think mankey is obtainable early on and can get a fighting type move that can attack and be super effective against rock types well so i was looking and i didn't see if mankey was available in pokemon red i don't think he is until i don't know i was trying to find it if he is then i'll go um, charmander because charmander is like one of my favorites that's always has been always will be so you can find a mankey as early as route five that's way too far yeah, this is after. Oh, yeah, this is way after the first gym. See, it's in Fire Red that you could get the Mankey early on, but in normal Red, no. So Dustin can pick up uh, one in Route Three in Yellow, but unfortunately, yeah. If you choose Charmander, it kind of sucks, but you know Charizard is quite a cool starter. Yeah, are you gonna go against your Fire? By doing a Fire team, you need. How does the does what is there weather in this game? No, that's Gen Three, right? No weather, correct. Yeah, it's Gen 3. Oh, okay, never mind. Um, cause I don't know, because I also kind of want to see if I could try and Nuzlocke it. Don't Nuzlocke it! <laughs> so, That's uh, extreme. That'd be kind of... Okay. We can Nuzlocke games when we're actually familiar with them. <laughs> okay, I won't do that. But I, I'm leaning towards either Bulbasaur or Charmander. I'm leaning away... Oh, I'm sorry, Bulbasaur or Squirtle. I'm leaning away from Charmander. I don't think I'm going to use him at this run. The nice thing about Bulbasaur and then, you know, subsequently... Ivysaur and Venusaur is that I think you get Razor Leaf, which is a high critical attack ratio. And I swear to God, those moves in Gen 1 are critical hits like every turn. Like it's kind of like I've used, I think, a Venusaur in Gen 1. And that's just the move you always use because it's always critical hitting. Well, because I also I'm getting ahead of myself. I'm thinking also in the end... I want us to battle each other with our final teams. And you know what? Since we're rivals, I want to give... I, I, I'm going to go to Squirtle. So you have the option to take Bulbasaur and me over like that. I don't know. I mean, unless you're leaning towards a Charmander, but I think I'm, I'm locking in Squirtle. You're locking in Squirtle. Let's, let's reverse it then. I'll try Charmander. I'll do the hard difficulty on this one and see how I do. 
You want to do Charmander? Oh, wow. I think that'll make for fun discussion when you say, oh, yeah, I got to Brock and I one-shotted him with my Squirtle. And then I'm like, I was dying over here. That's pretty funny. You're playing Pokemon Blue and you're doing Charmander. I'm playing Pokemon Red and I'm doing Squirtle. So I think now that means you have to name your guy. You have to name him Blue now. You just have to completely reverse everything. Yeah, we're just playing wonky. (laughs) Oh, we're doing it. I should have picked Charmander. Whatever. Oh, well, let's, um... Let me write that down. So we have Sean. So you said Squirtle? I am Squirtle. I locked in Squirtle. All right. Chris will be Charmander. And Dustin will be Pikachu. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> uh, that, uh, uh, Dustin, you'll be in for an interesting first gym as well because you're not even not very effective. You just can't attack pretty much <laughs> in the first gym. Oh, man, that's true because... Electric attacks not affect rock. And good luck using tackle. Oh man. Oh, it was Route 3 also. Uh, Route 3 is also after the first gym as well. So really, you can't really get a Mankey super. Early. So then what do you get in Route 1 and 2? So you can also in yellow get a Nidoran, male and female. Oh, I, I don't think I mentioned this. There's no genders in this game because there's also no breeding. So none of that is necessary. So yellow can also get a Nidoran, and red and blue is Weedle, Cat. Oh, I didn't realize Weedle, oh, yeah. oh, I, I listed that. Weedle and Caterpies are kind of exclusives there. And then Pidgey and Rotata. See, and they're just looking at red, like at least you could get a Butterfree to try and help for, well, because you could use Hypnosis and stuff in the first gym, so that would help with having, um, you know, a Charmander. But for red, you have a Weedle. Weedle's not going to help for the first gym. Pidgey's not going to help. <laughs> no. And Rattata's not really going to... That's not going to do anything. I think that's it. That's the three Pokemon you can get. Because I don't think you can get an Abra that early in the game to be able to trade for the Mr. Mine. So yeah, that's why I went with my um, Squirtle. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna have a uh, like a level 25 Charmeleon before I even beat Brock. <laughs> okay, so then Sean, keep going. So I also put I put this before we had Dustin included with us, but then again, there are three fossils. But I was saying that we have to each select our, a different fossil just to you know diversify our teams a little bit. Should we do that? How are you guys feeling on that? Sure, I'm fine with it too. I don't think I've ever revived a fossil in. Pokemon. You haven't? No. <laughs> really? Oh, wow. I'm the only person who does it. Takes a lot of work. I actually don't know how you do it in Gen 1. Can you even do it in Gen 1? Is that a thing? I mean, there's fossil Pokemon, so you have to be able to get them somehow. Because you get them when you go through Mount Moon, you know, after the first gym, I'm pretty sure. Because I remember picking that in, when I played through Pokemon Yellow. Let's see. How, how do we get our Omanyte over here? Revive from the Helix. Oh, so you have to be Cinnabar. Okay. It's super late game, so it's that's probably why people don't usually do it. But then, Chris, since I picked the first starter, you get... No, yeah, you'll pick this one. All right, let me look up the two fossil names there. Let's see if I can list up... I also can't spell. Oops. All right, this is. right, I'm looking up the wrong thing here. Gen 1 fossil Pokemon. So we have Kabuto and Kabutops. Okay, so that's the Dome Fossil. Ammonite and Amistar is the Helix Fossil. And then Aerodactyl is, you get it from an old Amber. I don't, where do you get the old Amber in this game? 
So for Aerodactyl, it's different from you know Kabutats and the uh, Amistar because those ones you pick at Mount Moon, but to get the Aerodactyl, you have to go to the museum after I think you need to get cut or something to go in the back, and then you talk to a scientist and you get that. So then I'm going to pick the Dome Fossil then because Kabuto is just the cutest little Pokemon. Look at it right there. <laughs> so, all right, you, 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 you get the Helix right there. Praise Lord Helix. I'm going to get the Dome Fossil. And I'll get Aerodactyl. And Dustin is allowed to get the old Amber. And then the next one, which again, I think just more diversity, is that we all have to get a, a different evolution. You don't have to add it to the team, but you just can't have an evolution that someone else has. And so we started with me, and then uh, Chris, Dustin, you get the first pick at the EVs. Oh, I guess you could probably guess. I'm a water trainer, so I'm going to go with Vaporeon. All right, Dustin has Vaporeon. Are you giving me pick number two, Sean? Um, yeah, <laughs> or should I get it? Maybe I should get it. Well, you know, to add on, we probably shouldn't have one that's the same type as our starter Pokemon. What do you think? Well, you already, I think you already solved that by picking. Okay. Sean, Sean, what were you thinking for your evolution? I'm not too tied to any of them. I mean, honestly, I think I'd probably do Flareon, and then you would... Then I'll do Jolteon. Yeah, even though I like Jolteon more, but I think Flareon this run just better. Team comp or yeah, no, too late. So also, real quickly, looking up Flareon. Flareon was actually a really good Gen 1 Pokemon. Where is it? Where is its stats in Gen 1? Oh, here we go. The special stat in Gen 1 was 110. So, because that's the problem with uh, modern Flareon, is the special attack is 95, and the regular attack is 130. But in Gen 1, the special is both 110, so it's not quite as bad as it is in the modern game. Okay, well, that's why I was a little hesitant, but I just thought, make it more fun. Yeah, definitely, I think Flareon was one of the ones that was nerfed pretty hard. And then I think in, you know, Gen, once you hit this physical special split, it gets a little better. But, you know, I don't even know if it can learn many good physical attacking moves. So, But yeah, Gen 1, Flareon's pretty good. Alright, and then another thing, I think the, just my proposition how we end this is that we both you do a real trainer battle. Because, you know, we're basically rivals in this run, Chris. But then again, now we have Dustin in it, and he's the third unknown challenger rival. We make it around Robin, then. That would be fun. Like, after each gym, we should just have our Pokemon team and, like, find somewhere online, basically, where we can recreate it and just battle each other. Just to see, like, alright, after Brock, who had the best actual team? Can't we do um, Pokemon Showdown online, Chris? Can you ever do that? I've never done that, but if it's a way to do it, I'm down. It's been a while. I have to look into it. But but yeah, that would definitely be cool just to see our team progress. And then a random one, which I didn't know about too much because I don't know how the Safari Zone is in the new or in first gen, but I was saying maybe you can only use one from the Safari Zone. Chris, maybe you could opine on that and how you feel. Let's take a look and see what the Safari Zone Pokemon are real quickly. I, I don't think there's too many that are exclusive, so I don't think it's that big of a problem. Bulbapedia is not always lined up the way I like. Okay. So we have the Nidorin and Nidorino, Paris, Venona, Execute, Rhyhorn, Chansey. Chansey, actually, you can find in the Cerulean Cave at the end of the game. So I guess this 
this is the only way to get Chansey pre Elite Four, but I don't think anyone actually wants Chansey because it's one percent too hard to catch. And then Scyther and Pinsir, I think, are these two exclusive? Scyther's pretty cool. I might, try, but he's hard to catch too. Is he only obtainable in the Safari Zone? Oh yeah, we went over this. They're, they are at the Rocket Game Corner, but it's a little hard to do. And then you have fishing. Let's check Dratini real quickly and just see where Dratini is found. Okay, same thing at, at the Game Corner or at the Safari Zone. Yeah, the only big one, which I believe is completely exclusive, is Tauros. Which, in Gen 1, Tauros is like a beast. It can learn so many different moves. It's fast, so it gets critical hits. Normal types are actually really strong in Gen 1 because it doesn't have a lot of weaknesses. And, uh, yeah, so it's, it's just this tank of a Pokemon. The only problem is, you can see here in Area 2, it's a 10% encounter uh, for Yellow. And then <laughs> in Area 2 in Red and Blue, it's a 1% encounter. In Area 3... It's a 4% encounter or 10% in yellow. So it's an extreme. If you want to really try and do like a challenge, I would try and get a Tauros and see. Because also, you know, it's the Safari Zone. Like there's no easy way to catch it without it running away. So let me see. So the rule was only one Pokemon from the Safari Zone may be used. Yeah, I actually like that rule because any Pokemon then that you don't get at the Safari Zone, you have to try and grind at the game corner. So I actually like that rule. And then the final one, which I don't know about this one, but no legendary bird for the Elite Four. Are you guys planning on catching the legendary birds? Oh, yeah. I actually forgot about that. I, I actually think that'd be good that to complete the game, you have to catch all the legendary birds. Okay. And just not using them for the Elite Four, though. Yeah. I think, I think that'd be fair because, yeah, you, I think you, you still catch them at level 50 in Gen 1. So that's a pretty easy team member to get. Oh, yeah, I'm down for that rule. Here's more. Catch all three legendary birds uh, and catch me too. Legendary Elite Four. Oh, and on that note, I believe Moltres is found in Gen 1 on uh, Victory Road. Oh, because I think that's the same in the Let's Go games too, because there's no Sevi Islands. And then, oh my gosh, I'm blanking where Articudo is found. I know it's the Seafoam Islands in Fire Red and Leaf Green, but I don't know. Why can't I spell? Articuno? Where do you find Articuno in this in Gen 1? Okay, it is the Seafoam Islands. I know Zapdos is the same. That's at the power plant. So then, then the plan will be we'll meet up after the first gem and just talk about our early experiences and how it goes. Sure. I'm fine with it too. And then we'll plan from there. Uh, Sean, did you boot up the game at all or anything? No, I haven't. Because also I wanted to ask... What are you going to name yourself? <laughs> I don't know. Should I be boring and name myself red or blue? Or should I name myself something fun like BB or something? I don't know. I don't know. Because whoever you name yourself, I'm going to name my rival in the game. I'll have to get back to you. I'll text you what I started with. I don't know. This is too hard. I'll text you tonight. I'll think about it. All right. I'll come up with my name tonight, too. But, you know, it's very important to know what your name is, Chris. It is important. But although Professor Oak forgets his grandson's name all the time. so that's Exactly. Chris, you don't want to be a Professor Oak. Well, then I guess... Uh... Good luck on your adventure, Chris. I know I'm going to definitely do better, though. I don't think so. I think, I think I'm going to win this Gen 1 battle, and then you're just going to kill me at everything after this, but we'll see. 
you will have a chance after uh, if we do it each gym, you know, that's eight chances. And I'll win all of them. All right, boys. Well, thank you again for meeting and doing this project with me. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. And yeah, we can't wait to meet again. <laughs>